Welcome to Talk Healthy to Me. I'm your host, Brindley Joyner, and on this podcast, we chat about living healthy, happy, and fulfilling lives. From fitness to relationships to business, we really cover it all. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Happy Monday, and welcome back to another episode of Talk Healthy to Me. I'm your host, Brindley Joyner. If you're new here, I'm so excited that you're here listening in today. And if you are not new here, welcome back. I'm very grateful to have you back on another episode this week. So as you saw by the title, I'm going to be talking about my 72-hour fast today. I just broke it last night for dinner, and it was truly one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. The hardest thing physically, spiritually, emotionally, like on all levels, this was just beyond tough, like beyond what I could have imagined it to be. But waking up this morning and having a cup of coffee with my Kaizo's collagen and my creamer and all the things I love in it and then making breakfast, it felt like the biggest reward. Like it felt like such a gift and I was a billion times more grateful for it. So that's already something that I learned big time that we'll get into later in this episode, things that I learned from it. But before we get anywhere into this, I just want to put a little warning out there that this is an extreme fast. This is tough. This should not just be done on a whim. This is something that should be researched. You should speak to um, experts like doctors, nutritionists before starting this. You should monitor certain levels in your body, like your glucose levels, your heart rate, all of that. And I don't want me sharing my experience to just get everybody else to go do this. That's not my point in this. It is to share my experience to open up maybe people's eyes to see how fasting can change your life in whatever capacity you would want to try it. I'm not saying this is meant for everyone. In fact, there's a lot of people this specific fast is dangerous and harmful to. So I want to just shout that out there. Please don't go into this type of fast without talking to a doctor or a nutritionist first about your specific body and if it is healthy for you to do this. That is super, super important. So I just want to make sure you hear that loud and clear. I know right off the back of my hand that pregnant women and people with diabetes and also people struggling with thoughts of restriction or past eating disorders or anything like that, this is not a great idea and not recommended for you. And definitely, if you do fall into one of those categories, make sure before you do any type of fast, you are talking to a professional. But what I think is really cool about fasting and a main point of why I want to share my experience is fasting can be done in so many different ways. So I did a very extreme version here, but I've done very simple versions in the past. In fact, it doesn't even have to be with food. You can fast your phone time. You can fast social media. You can fast makeup. You can fast shopping. You can fast anything in your life. It doesn't just have to be food. And just the concept and the idea and the practice of fasting is so beneficial in so many ways. Another thing I want to make clear before we get into this, because I've already seen a few DMs about this when I posted about it on my story, this was not for weight loss. This is has nothing to do with weight loss. I don't want to lose weight. I am very happy and comfortable and confident in my body. And a lot of people, when they hear fasting because of past diet fad trends and everything, you automatically think if she's fasting, she's trying to lose weight. No, it's actually the complete opposite. This is a holistic and spiritual approach to longevity, to overall health, to reducing inflammation, to so many things from a holistic standpoint. It's not at all about weight. In fact, I don't know how much I weigh at all. And that was no factor in doing this. And in my personal opinion, not saying this is applying to everyone, saying this applies to me, if I ever was in a position where I was trying to lose fat on my body, I don't know if I would do it by fasting. In fact, I think doing it in a more maintainable way where you can just eat however many meals you eat per day and 
live with balance and do it in a way that doesn't feel restrictive. I think that is the most effective way. Um, but like I said, that's not for everybody. Some people might use like intermittent fasting or something for fat loss or weight loss, whatever it is. But yeah, I just want to make that clear before we get into this episode. Cause like I said, I've already seen people make comments of like, why are you trying to lose weight? Blah, 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 blah. That's not it at all. So now that I got those two things out of the way, let's get into why I actually did do this fast. What are the benefits? What's my reasoning in doing this? So Lucas's parents were over the other night and we were watching a show that they got us onto. It's called Limitless. And it's with one of the Hemsworth brothers. I don't remember which one. I don't think it's Liam. It's one of the other ones, but it's who used to be Thor. And basically he has the family history and the genes for Alzheimer's. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Anyways, he is trying to do all of these holistic challenges to minimize his chance of getting Alzheimer's. Wait, now that I'm saying that, it's either Alzheimer's or dementia. I don't remember, but it's something like that. So don't mark my word, but definitely go watch it. It is a truly eye-opening show. It's on Disney+. Plus. And it's called Limitless. And he does a challenge where he has to walk across this crane over top of a huge city. And that's like for stress. And then he does a fasting one. And then he does a cold plunge one. And then he does a strength one. And then he does an acceptance one. And there's so many good episodes on just ways that he is trying to live as the best version of himself now, but also improve his longevity and his overall lifestyle for the future. So we watched the one episode with fasting and we were just in awe the whole time. It was so interesting. When the scientists and doctors came on and talked about all the benefits of fasting, we were just so intrigued. And after the show, all of us collectively, collectively, including his parents, were like, whoa, we want to try this. And he ended up, he was trying to do a three-day fast, which is the 72-hour fast. And he ended up doing four days, which I don't think I could make four days, but we were like, let's do the 72-hour fast. Oh my gosh. And so I did a ton of research. I listened to some podcasts, watched a ton of YouTube videos from other doctors that are talking about it, and read a few clinical studies on the 72-hour fast and really prepared myself and listened to how doctors and experts said exactly how to do it, the do's and the don'ts, the tips and the tricks, all of the safety measures and all of that. And we took it on head first. Now, Lucas had done a two-day fast before, so a 48-hour fast. So he was a little bit warmed up to it. The longest I had ever fasted for, I believe, is a little bit under 24 hours, which is extremely hard for me. I'm the type of girl that literally gets hangry anytime I start to get close to where I'm going past a, like, in quotes, meal time. I get hangry all the time. And I love my meals. I love cooking. I love baking. I love preparing. I love the presentation of meals. I just love everything about being in the kitchen. So this was definitely a huge challenge even to commit to in the first place. But the only reason I was able to commit to this was because of the benefits I learned when researching and also hearing from on the show. So the very first benefit and the one that stuck out the absolute most to us is called cellular autophagy. I had actually never heard of this word or this phrase before the show. And then when I researched it, I was like, oh my gosh, why are we not taught this in school. Why have I, why am I 25 years old and I have never heard of cellular autophagy and I have never heard that your body has this incredible natural way of rejuvenating from the inside out. Basically, autophagy is the body's way of breaking down damaged cells or old cells that need repairing and recycling parts of them into new rejuvenated healthy cells. It's like this internal recycling and cleanup system that is part of our human design that is created to get rid of any of the cells that are 
in quotes, like bad cells, anything that's damaged, needs repairing, has foreign bodies, like anything that's wrong with a cell, it has a way of taking that away, discarding it or recycling it into a new cell that's healthy and undamaged. And oh, this is something I also should have said at the beginning, but I feel like it's kind of given for most of you that listen to this. I'm not a doctor. I'm not claiming to be. I am not an expert in this field at all. This is just what I'm reading from other doctors and relaying it to you guys on here. So fact check me. I might be wrong on some things I say or the way that I phrase them and stuff. I just want to put that fully out there and be transparent. This is stuff that I'm learning and anything I say, I encourage you to go do research on and don't take something just as they say, but I'm going to just keep sharing what I learn as best as I possibly can, because I think it's so beneficial. And I just want the things that I say to be things that you guys, maybe it opens up your eye to, and then you go do your own research as well. But yeah, back to the point, autophagy is the main reason we were doing this fast. And there's so many studies that I ran into that were done on cancer patients. And that's when these cells, whether they're precancerous cells or actual cancerous cells, that's when this autophagy kicked in and was able to repair, remove, discard, recycle those and change into healthier cells. So that was what was truly just, it opened my eyes and made me really, really want to do this. There was a lot of doctors that talked about like, even if you don't think anything is going on wrong in your body or you have no inclination that there's maybe precancerous cells or something, why not do something preventative that is easy to do? Well, not easy, but it's, you're able to do it, you know, just once a year, like a three-day fast or a two-day fast that can potentially help get some of those cells out so that you don't have to later go in and get diagnosed and get sick. It's just like a preventative measure. And so it's a preventative measure, but it's also something that makes you feel good on a day-to-day as well. And that's what made it really stick out to me in a something that I really like wanted to dive into because I was like, A, it's a preventative measure for my future me, but B, it's something that I know is going to make me feel good this month, this week, right now, right here. And so with cellular autophagy, when you're doing the water fast, basically your body does not have to break down nutrients in food. So it gets to sit back and actually work on what's going on already inside your body on those cells, instead of having the forefront of breaking down all the nutrients of food and digesting it and everything. It's able to put that process on a halt and not do that and actually work on things within your body that are messed up right now. In this process, your body is also able to remove toxins and just flush out your system of any pathogens or toxins or cellular waste that's built up in there from food, from environment, from stress, from whatever that's living in your body right now. And there's some studies that show that this cellular autophagy can happen anywhere from the 24-hour to the 48-hour mark. And then there's some that say you want to do the 72-hour mark to make sure that happens. So I read a little bit of both sides and I decided, you know what, if I'm going to do 48 hours, I might as do I might as well do another day if I can guarantee that it's going to happen within that 72 mark. So that's why we chose 72 hours. And one thing I read also that was really helpful was the point that you know that cellular autophagy is happening within your body is when you stop feeling hungry. And I know the first day I was so hungry, like the whole day. And then a little bit into the second day, like in the morning I was hungry, but by dinner time of the second day, I was no longer getting these hunger pains. I just felt like a little bit weak, a little bit fatigued, but I wasn't like, oh my gosh, I am so hungry. And so what I read was when you start feeling like that, when you're not feeling hungry anymore, that's when you know that 
that's like a good guideline baseline of when that cellular autophagy is happening. So for me, it maybe happened around that 48 hour mark. Um, but for some people, like I said, there's studies that show you need to do the 72 hour mark instead. So I just say like, take that as you will talk to your doctor about what would work for you. If you're thinking of doing it for that benefit of cellular autophagy, the next benefit that we were really interested in and led us to doing this was that it fights inflammation in your body and inflammation in your body can cause so many things. It can cause sore muscles, tight muscles. It can make it easier for you to get injured with sprains or strains, stuff like that. It also can show up in your skin. Inflammation can cause acne, rashes, eczema, all those things. It can cause headaches, migraines. It can cause bloating, puffiness, uncomfortable stomach pains, just a lot of not fun things in the body. And fasting helps to reduce that inflammation. I read one thing that was super interesting on inflammation, and it is that when you're fasting, your body deactivates these pro-inflammatory cells called monocytes, and your body's able to kill disease-causing microbes. I read this on a website called Higher Dose. I'll put their link in the show notes if you want to read through anything. That's where I got a lot of my information from, but I thought that was super cool and a really awesome piece of like science-backed evidence on how fasting can reduce inflammation in the body. Another benefit of fasting that we really were excited about was that it can improve cognitive function. A lot of people that we watched on YouTube videos and stuff and also have just talked to personally, they say when they're fasting, they get this sense of focus and almost like this superpower of just locked in and focused. Most of them say that this comes in longer fasts, so around the three, four, five-day mark if they're doing a much longer fast, which again, we only did a three-day, so I'll share about our experience with that, but I am curious to see if I ever were to do a longer one, which... I don't know if I could, but I bet Lucas could. He had this experience for sure. I'll talk a little bit about it later. But yeah, cognitive function was another huge one. There are so many other benefits that you can definitely read through. Some are like delaying aging, um, boosting energy. There's just so many benefits for longevity and for overall wellness and lifestyle and everything that goes into it. But those were some that really stuck out to us. And now I'm going to get into like what our real experience was. So for mine, I'll start. I had a pretty big dinner the night before the fast and I ate around 6 p.m. I believe. And I had like kind of a stir fry and I remember I cooked it in beef fat basically like lucas cooked beef left the leftover like oil or fat in the pan and then i cooked in that which i don't typically do because that makes my meal very very filling but i was like i'm gonna need some extra energy and there was a lot of it so i remember i cooked it in that and i felt very full going to bed so i think that kind of helped me the first day i actually didn't experience like terrible hunger pains or anything. I definitely got hungry. I remember the first time I got hungry was around like 11:30 a.m., but it wasn't like rumbling tummy, like raging hunger, all of that stuff. It was just kind of like, "Oh, I could eat right now." And then throughout the day, I just really tried to distract myself with doing different activities, but I didn't do anything crazy strenuous because I knew if I went on a super long walk or something or like a jog or worked out, I would definitely get more hungry and I just didn't want to do that to myself. So I went to the beach for a little bit. I laid out and read my book and tanned and that took a good like three, four hours chunk out of my day. I got a lot of editing done, a lot of emails done, and I reorganized my whole closet and my bathroom. So I just filled my day and I planned ahead. I planned all those things out. I just filled my day with things to get my mind off of eating meals and being in the kitchen because I knew that would just kind of torture myself to be sitting like around my kitchen and be like, oh, 
it's lunchtime. Oh, it's snack time. Oh, it's dinner time. Um, yeah, I just didn't want to do that. And I do remember I went to bed pretty hungry that night. It was a little bit hard. Um, but like I said, not terrible. Lucas on the other side that day, he was starving the whole day. He was very hangry and he didn't have a super big dinner the night before. So I think that's where the difference was in both of us. Now going into day two, I think the hardest thing was honestly not being able to make my coffee in the morning. I did allow myself to have plain black coffee, no sweetener, nothing added to it, just straight black coffee, which I mean, I am okay with that. It's definitely not my first choice or anything, but that was all right. I just wasn't able to add my creamer and my honey and my Kaiser's collagen and all of that, that I love to do. It's such a staple in my morning routine. So that kind of sucked. And then I'm a huge breakfast girl. So not being able to make a cozy breakfast and sit and edit and stuff in the morning was very hard. Um, but throughout the day, I feel like I wasn't extremely hungry still. I, I think around lunchtime, I did get pretty hangry. And then by dinner time, like I said, those hunger pains kind of went away. And I think that's when I started to go into cellular autophagy was around dinner time that night. And again, I just filled my day with so many things. Um, I took on a lot of house projects that I could kind of do like sitting down, like organizing cabinets and stuff like that so that I wasn't, you know, exerting a ton of energy, which would in turn make me a lot more hungry. Um, but yeah, and then Lucas said that the second day was easier for him than the first day, which for me, I think the second day was definitely harder than the first day. I do think for both of us, it was much more a mental game the second day than anything because like, yeah, in the beginning of the day, we were hungry and stuff, but we love food. We love making meals together. We love sitting down. We love snacking. And it was just so hard to just be like craving something random, even if we weren't truly feeling hungry, to but, but to be craving something sweet or to be craving something crunchy and not be able to go freely into the kitchen and get it, that was super hard. Also, we couldn't really make plans with friends and do dinner dates or go get acai for lunch and have a honey meeting like we usually do and stuff like that. So that was a little bit tough. And then going to bed with an empty stomach is always hard. We both noticed our sleep was terrible. Like, we are both of us just kind of tossed and turned all night. I actually had very vivid and weird dreams and Lucas just got like zero sleep. So that really sucked. And then the third day came around and this day was my downfall. I realized quickly, and if I go back and do this again, I will be so intentional about drinking my water because Lucas was really, really good about it. And I think that's why he ended up thriving on the third day and I was bedridden. Like, it was hard for me to do anything. It was like my energy completely depleted. And I know for a fact it was my hydration because I'm really bad about drinking water in general. And even before, like I remember stuff from high school and college when I would truly just not drink water all day, I would kind of feel like this and it came back to me. But on top of that, I hadn't eaten for two days. So I just felt very terrible. I had a headache, felt very weak. I started getting dizzy and it just did not feel good. And then Lucas on the opposite got the most energy this day. He was like screaming, messing around. He even did a workout. He was having fun. He was like taking care of me. He was just on top of the world. Went on a 30 minute run with Ziggy. Like, and that just shows, I think if I would have hydrated like he did with electrolytes and everything, I would have also experienced a little bit of that, but I was too far gone. Once I decided the second day to not be intentional about hydrating by the third day, I was just out of it. But I do know going back, I'm going to be more intentional with that because that's what I think the cognitive function that everybody talks about feels like. It's what Lucas was experiencing. And it was really cool to watch because even though I was like dying, I was like, okay, 
this is everything I read about and you're experiencing it right now. And even though I was so out of it, I could truly see the benefits that I read about him experiencing them. And he said his brain fog was just kind of gone. He was very motivated to work. He was motivated to move his body, to get out in the sunlight. And he was just going crazy. It was really, really cool to watch. We both did say when we were discussing this that we, on the third day, we had never felt so less stressed than in that moment. Like something about the clarity of mind, regardless of both of our experiences that day, we both felt this reduction of stress, which was really cool. And then editing my vlog that day, I just felt like I could edit forever, which a lot of times I have to take breaks. And for him being on meetings and working on the websites of Honey and Kaizos, he was the same way. So I do think that mental clarity definitely kicked in on the third day and just that focus kicked in a little bit. And then Lucas got the the extra burst of energy. I also think, so since we started the fast by eating dinner the first night and then going to bed and that started our fast, we were able to eat dinner on this third day at 8 p.m. And so knowing that whole day that we were going to eat that day, I think gave us both a lot of hope and made it a little bit more bearable versus the first two days. It was just not an ounce of food in our system all day long. So it was really cool to be able to like wake up and be like, okay, it's going to suck, but we're eating tonight at 8 p.m. And it was something we would like get all excited about throughout the day and be like, what do you think we're going to eat? What do you want to have first? Like all this stuff. And so as a little reward, we planned to get a deep tissue massage, go grocery shopping at Whole Foods, bring it back, cook together, and then eat at eight. So that was like our little plan for the day. And it was so much fun. Like I remember before that we were just sitting on the couch and reflecting with each other, talking about what we learned, what we're feeling, what we're thinking, all of that. And it was such a good like bonding moment to go through something so tough together and be able to talk about what we're learning and grow together through it and then have a little fun reward at the end of the day. So we went to the massage. It was incredible. It felt so good. And then we went home and cooked a big taco dinner and had so much fun. I was like listening to music, chopping up veggies. He was cooking the meat. It was a whole experience. And we broke the fast at 8 p.m. with first a cup of bone broth. That's what we read was like the healthiest thing to break your fast with. And then we had a little bit of fruit. Lucas had some coconut yogurt, a date, and a banana. And I had pineapple and watermelon. And then for our big dinner, we had big taco bowls. I think Lucas actually had tacos and I had a taco bowl of just a bunch of random stuff, but essentially the same things. And it was so freaking good. It was the weirdest feeling. It was like I forgot how to like chew for a second. It was so strange to eat food again after not having it for three days straight. And luckily, since I said Lucas had done a two-day fast prior to this, he had a really good tip for me and for anybody that is doing any type of fast. He said, do not overdo yourself on your first meal back. Make it healthy. Make it a little bit smaller portion than you think you need because if you don't, you will be hurting. You will be uncomfortable. Your stomach will be hurting so bad and you'll almost be wishing that you didn't even get to eat that meal and you could do it over again because once you fast for that amount of time, like your stomach kind of shrinks and you think you want to go and eat this huge massive meal but in the end it might just leave you feeling way worse and like terrible so I had that in mind so I paced myself I had a little bit smaller portion and after I finished my portion I was like okay I can have a little bit more I'm still feeling not totally full yet so I had a little bit more until I was completely satisfied and I felt amazing it was so good I didn't have a bad experience with that a lot of people do have a bad experience where they just can't handle it and it feels terrible maybe they get sick 
from it. And yeah, that was not our experience this time. So I'm very grateful for that. And then I made a Kaizos fruit bowl for dessert. I had frozen fruit, some coconut whipped cream and Kaizos and almond butter, cacao nibs and granola and just whipped it all up in a big bowl. And it was lovely. So yeah, that was our experience with it. Would I do it again? Yes, I plan to do this once every year. I think going forward, I want to tap into that cellular autophagy every single year that I can growing up and I definitely will do it again. I learned a lot and learned things that I would change next time, mainly being the staying hydrated and making sure my water has a lot of electrolytes in it so that I can feel better on that second and third day. And I also learned that there are benefits that come with the 24 and the 48 hour fast as well. So I think I will try those out too. I definitely think I could get through those a little bit easier than the three day for sure. And I know that doing it with someone, doing it with Lucas was the game changer. Um, we were just able to encourage each other. And when he was having a down moment, I was able to speak into him and vice versa. And that totally helped. I don't think I could have done it alone. And like I said, it was also such a cool bonding thing to do something really hard with your person and be able to experience it together, talk through it, grow through it, say what you're learning, share ideas, all of that. That was one of my favorite things about it. I also love that in preparing for this and doing the research and everything, I feel like I learned so much about my body and about systems that are in my body that can be implemented at any time and that are going on at any given time. And yeah, just, I feel like in deciding to do it, I had to research. Therefore, I ended up learning so much. So I really liked that aspect of it and I'm motivated and inspired to keep learning about my body and the systems that it has going on within it. Another thing I loved learning about the history of fasting, it is written all throughout history from so many religions. There's so many types of fasts out there and reasons for fasting and benefits for different types of fasts and all of that. So that was really cool to kind of dive into and read about different religions and my religion and yeah, all of that. Um, Speaking of, I cannot freaking believe that Jesus did a 40-day fast. That just is absolutely mind-boggling. I don't think I could ever, 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 ever do that, but props to anybody who has the willpower too. That is absolutely insane. If you know of anybody that has, I want to talk to them. I want them on the podcast, so please connect me with them. That is crazy, and I'd be so interested to hear their experience and what they learned through that. But that is pretty much all of my thoughts and my experience with this. I did vlog it on YouTube, so you guys can go watch that. I think that should have gone live yesterday, so that should be up by now. You can go see the like in-person experience of the whole fast if you want to. And like I said at the beginning, this is not for everybody. Please consult a doctor and nutritionist if you are thinking of doing this. But I do want to challenge you to do some type of fast. Shorter term, it can be anything. It can be a social media fast for 24 hours. It can be a soda fast of not having soda for a week. Maybe it's a spending fast of trying not to spend money on clothes or makeup or something material-wise for a full month. I don't know, whatever you can think of to try to fast something because I really do believe that the practice of fasting is so beneficial and teaches you so much in the process, but also makes you so grateful for the thing when you get to have it at the end. Like, I can't tell you how grateful I am for every little snack I put in my body, every little drinky drink I make myself. Like, 
anything I put in my mouth now, I have insane gratitude for. So I think that is super duper refreshing. And I'm contemplating my next fast, I think, is either going to be social media or spending because I know I learned so much from this food one and I want to implement it into more areas of my life. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening and coming back for another episode. Leave me a little review or a DM of stuff you want to hear in the future. I need some constant brainstorming. And a quick side note, I am going to be traveling to Costa Rica very soon. So I don't think I'm going to be here next Monday, but I will be back the following Monday and I'm excited to dive into some more topics and have some more guests on that you guys truly want to hear from on here. And last thing I'll leave you with, everybody on the podcast knows you get a special podcast code for both of my brands that I own, which is Kaizos and then Honey Swim. So I'll put the link to those in the show notes. Kaizos is grass-fed collagen and calming cocoa mix. And then Honey Swim is our swim brand with bikinis and goggles and fun beach accessories. So if you're in need of any of those, I will put your special podcast fam codes and links in the show notes. I hope you have a beautiful day and we'll talk soon.